It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. With uh, Matt Smith saying in for Stink, he'll be uh, coming along at 7 o'clock after he's done with his uh, national TV stuff that he's doing this week for FS1. The Nuggets lose last night in Oklahoma City, 105-100. Michael Malone summing up why they lost this game. We made 15 threes tonight, and we could have made 30. We had a number of, like, great looks. And we talked about it at halftime, how... Every time we drive the ball, there's five guys in the paint. We got to drive and kick. You got to make yourselves available. And I, I, I felt, you know, we, we generated a lot of great looks that we just didn't convert. Numbers back it up, Matt. They shot 40% from the field. And look at uh, Michael Porter, 6 of 17. Jamal Murray, 6 of 14. Peyton Watson and Contavious Caldwell-Pope, both 3 of 10. There is your story there as Nikola Jokic uh, sat this one out with uh, combination lower back and eye injuries. Yeah, that Oklahoma City team, even though Jalen Williams didn't play last night, he's out, of course, the older brother of Cody Williams who plays at CU. That's a good young team, Mike. They are they are here to make some serious noise for the foreseeable future. I don't know if they're going to go on any sort of deep playoff run this year, but Chet Holmgren's one heck of a player. He's just an outlier. He's a heck of a shot blocker. He changes the way that you have to attack, especially without Jokic on the floor. Look at the numbers last night. You know, Denver allows Oklahoma City 50 points in the paint. They only score 34 themselves. They're missing that interior presence because Zeke Naji didn't play all that well. He had a chance to show something in some spot minutes last night. And, boy, that contract signing does not look very good at the moment in time. So, yeah, I, I was reading Aaron Gordon's postgame comments last night, and he said that he really wanted to hold it down for Nikola Jokic, and if it were up to him, he'd like to have that one back. So you talked about moral victories. doesn't look like the Nuggets are really uh, taking that path right now. Next on the uh, Morning Brew, Cecil Lammy, Andrew Mason, our guys down at the uh, Senior Bowl. Cecil on what he's seen from the uh, quarterbacks that we're all talking about as uh, potential Broncos. Two days in a row for me watching Bo Nix. Not impressed with his game. Uh, lots of struggles out there. He was probably the best one. I'll go back over my notes. But overall, this was super disappointing. It was a defensive day out here. So if you're looking for quarterback play, looking for offensive fireworks, that just didn't happen today. You know, i got to stand up for these young quarterbacks. It, it's got to be a tough situation. You're... You're, you're you're working with people you're you're not familiar with. It, it's it's whatever you're doing offensively from a from a playbook st- standpoint is is probably a lot different than what you did in college. It, it would seem to me that it's tough to truly truly evaluate these guys. Do you feel the same way? I think that you can go over season film and put a lot of stock into it, but that just. I think these environments can show you how quickly some of these guys can adapt. But at the very same time, you don't have many opportunities and you have to capitalize on them, Mike. So I would say that when you couple this with what they've done in season, when you go to these games and you scout as an NFL team, if you're evaluating a Michael Penix, if you're evaluating Knicks or McCarthy or what have you, this is this is one part of your evaluation. It's not everything. Yes, I remember when Josh Allen was at the Senior Bowl and people were openly laughing at his lack of accuracy and how he was, um, you know, missing. They were doing target drills. And he was missing targets in the in the back of the end zone that 
you know, everybody else was no. nailing, and people are yeah. like, wow, this guy, this guy's got a, a high bust po- probability or possibility, and, well, we all know how that turned out. Next on the Morning Brew, big trade in the NHL last night, not involving the Avalanche as the Calgary Flames sending Elias Lindholm to the uh, Vancouver Canucks. By the way, a quick, quick thought here. As you look at the biggest threats to the Avs in the West, their biggest roadblocks when it comes to getting to the Stanley Cup Finals, who are they? How do you rank them? Well, I think you probably, even though they started hot and tailed off a little bit, still got to consider the defending cup champions in Vegas. Edmonton is red hot right now. I mean, they're on a crazy crazy winning streak heading into the all-star break vancouver has loaded up the west will be a challenge and certainly you're going to probably have to deal with dallas or winnipeg at some point so look i mean it will not be an easy run for the abs to get through the western conference this year are you concerned yet mike no no uh, what's your concern level uh not there yet because i look at vancouver and winnipeg Two teams that are definitely improved, but there's absolutely no, no playoff, recent playoff history or resume for, for us to look at and say, okay, they're they're a legitimate threat. I know you could have said the same thing about, I was just about Seattle last year. I know, <laughs> I, was just about I know, but but Seattle was Seattle was the, in the enviable position of being the ultimate lay-in-the-weeds underdog. Vancouver's the top team in the conference right now, and Winnipeg's right there neck-and-neck neck with the Avalanche in their division. So I, I would go right now Vegas and Edmonton. Those would be sure. the two teams that I would look at as the uh, biggest threats. Next! Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think you got to consider everybody in that picture right now since we're so early in the process still. Next on the uh, Morning Brew. Now, I am not a big All-Star game guy. The only All-Star game I will watch is the baseball All-Star game. I boycott the other ones because they're just jokes. But I do like the skill competitions because in these instances, I do believe the players take them seriously and there's a lot of pride to show out in these skill competitions. So, uh, for Avalanche fans, Kale McCarr is going to participate in the Fastest Skater, Hardest Shot, Passing Challenge, and Accuracy Shooting. Nathan McKinnon will participate in One-Timers, Passing Challenge, Stick Handling, and Accuracy Shooting. Which Avalanche do you think will shine the brightest in the skills competition? <laughs> to be 100% honest, neither. Neither one of those guys takes it very seriously, so I'm not exactly sure. Now, the NHL tried to incentivize everybody this year, so they are competing for a million dollars. So, depending upon who wins, I believe it is a a total of your points per event. You've got to win, you know, X, X number of points per your event. I like the structure of it. The NHL All-Star Game constantly messes with the format. They're trying to throw the book at the wall to see what sticks. I like the NHL All-Star Game, even though it is what it is. The skills competition can be fun. This is kind of the last-ditch effort to really make a, a, a skills competition somewhat competitive. Because they did get the best players in the world. I'll give them credit. It's not like the dunk contest where the only participant we know of right now is Jaime Hawkins Jr. from the Miami Heat. Are you kidding me? Might as well wrap up All-Star Saturday night. So I I, I allowed the NHL for what they're trying to do here, and I do hope it goes well. I would like to watch Nathan McKinnon in the one-timers. Watching him take a one-timer set up along that left half wall, uh, love that. Absolutely love the one-timers. Put Ovechkin in there, too, and... uh, We got ourselves quite a battle. That'll do it for the Morning Brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at 6.30.